0: to a special holiday bonus episode of Popcorn Podcast where we review Soul streaming on Disney Plus on Christmas Day.
1: I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff.
0: And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist.
1: And we love to talk all things movies, and this week we're discussing the latest Disney Pixar film, Soul, that tells the story of Joe, a middle school band teacher whose life hasn't gone quite the way he expected. His true passion is jazz, and he's good but just when he gets his big break, he travels to another realm and must help an untethered soul find their passion. In the process of trying to get back to his life, he learns what it truly means to have a soul.
0: Soul is co-directed by Pete Doctor and Kemp Powers and written by Pete Doctor, Mike Jones and Kemp Powers.
1: Now, this is another animated film with an incredible voice Mm. cast behind the characters. We've got Jamie Foxx as Joe. We have the hilarious and wonderful Tina Fey as 22. Surprisingly, Graham Norton as a character called Moonwind.
0: I was surprised by that too.
1: Yeah, I had no idea he was in this movie and I was just lapping his contribution up all the way through. We have Rachel House as Terry. Alice Braga as Jerry, Richard Aiuardi as Jerry, and Angela Bassett as Dorothea.
0: Incredible cast there.
1: Unbelievable. First class, world class.
0: Now, Pixar films are known for addressing big ideas and tricky topics in accessible ways. Did you find this movie accessible for what it was covering?
1: I found this film incredibly adult. Yep. I would go so far as to say this is absolutely not a children's film film or even at times a young adult film i found it incredibly complex uh all the way through they were covering off a lot of really big philosophical themes Mm. about heck life death Mm -hmm. and living and making choices which are not simple headlines to address Uh, in any stretch of the imagination.
0: I think complex is a really good word to use because Pixar films are always about something more than what you're seeing on the surface. But Mm. this one was about so much more.
1: Yeah, it took me a while to settle into it as a result of that incredible amount of uh, exposition and world building that came at me. But boy, once I did, I was just so deeply enthralled and moved and so connected to this story and these characters, how did it affect you and in getting into the groove of what this film was all about?
0: I would actually say the opposite. I had a hard time connecting with this film and we'll go into wow. a bit more detail why. But
1: okay. mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it went in an unexpected direction, which I actually really liked, but the mechanics of the story were not as clear to me as what they could have been. And as you said, maybe would go over a lot of people's heads, a lot of young people's heads.
1: 100% over their heads. And to be perfectly honest, it went over my head quite a lot. However, as the story continued, I felt like it was a movie, which is very rare for me, that I needed to revisit almost immediately. I thought I need to watch this again, not only because the level of detail that you had to take in was probably Mm. too much and I wasn't prepared for it. But also I feel like I can get a whole new experience of watching this film again uh, and finding those uh, other nuances or added details that I might've missed or not Mm. understood the first time around. But it's a delicate balance though, when a film either confuses you to no end or finds a way to entice you back to say, Mm. you need to watch this again to get the full experience.
0: Having said that, though, I did enjoy the overall message, which is that mm. life is for living. and Don't wait for life to start because you'll miss what's right in front of you. And mm. while the big moments in life are great to look forward to, the best moments are found in the little things. It's a really beautiful message. And that's another thing that Pixar are really good at, having those beautiful mm. underlying messages that you really take with you after watching.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm about to get a bit real for the podcast, but I think for me at my time of life and all the challenges that have been thrown at us this year in in Mm. 2020 is the concept of a lost soul for me was incredibly relatable. Now, not to say that I'm going through Mm. tough times, but it was something that, you know, figuring out who you are and your place in the world and finding a reason for living and not losing sight of just the really simple, things about who you are and the world around you and your passions and your purpose and telling people about it, discovering new things and seeing the mm. world. This film just grabbed me in, in so many ways. And uh, yeah, it was kind of like a bit of a, a warm hug and a pat on the back, but, but confronting at the same time. And you felt mm. yourself distancing from the message it was trying to tell you because for me, it was having the courage to then confront those things that the character of Joe in 22 in Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey were confronting themselves as, as you followed their journey.
0: That's really deep, Tim.
1: It's very deep, <laughs> <laughs> maybe too deep for a bonus holiday episode. Who knows?
0: <laughs> Can we talk about the music for a second? Because music is a big part of this film. Obviously the title being soul and having that dual meaning. It's really mm. stunning in this film. I, I- Can't deny that. I love the idea that when you lose yourself in music or anything that you're passionate about, that you're transported to another world or another realm or another place.
1: Mm. The use of music certainly didn't start in a stunning way. I was already in stitches laughing at the opening animation. That
0: was a bit jarring, wasn't it? It was a bit weird.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I thought is my sound playing up on me? It was this completely out of tune, high school band practice doing the Disney opening thing. I yeah. thought it was really funny and I thought, oh God. But once you were introduced to that beautiful use of jazz and and the and that carried motif all the way through, it was just so beautiful. And I think jazz is a genre of music that I have a lot to learn about. And I think this film taught me a lot about jazz and the connection people have Mm. and the absolute craftsmanship that it takes to be a jazz musician. It was stunning, really beautiful.
0: It's funny that you talk about that opening sequence and I <laughs> use the word jarring quite a lot, but maybe jarring mm-hmm. isn't quite right, but this movie pulled me in a whole lot of different directions. So, you know, I might've been confused at one point and really feeling yeah. emotional at one point and then really laughing at one point. And so does that mean that the tone of the film was all over the place?
1: Well, you mentioned something at the top of the episode where it went in directions that you weren't expecting. Mm. And I think that's good because it kind of took you by surprise and it went in all these places through its philosophical script and what it was trying to achieve from a story perspective. But do you think it was jarring from a tone perspective because you went in expecting one thing and got another? Did you feel a bit cheated? Maybe. Am I encapsulating that correctly?
0: Maybe. You might be correct. Not cheated, but it's very visually different to other Pixar films.
1: Mm. Mm. which is
0: a good thing to keep breaking the mold and trying new things. And it still has that distinctly Pixar tone. So, you know, you're watching a Pixar film, but it's unlike any other Pixar film before it.
1: Oh, you're so right. You know, I was naively worried that it was going to look too much like Inside Out, but boy, it's Mm. nothing like Inside Out, guys. Completely different film, similar in some ways, but... You can't really stack them up against each other uh, from an aesthetic perspective. Mm. There was a lot of 2D animation in the Jerry and Terry, which we don't usually see in Pixar.
0: There was a mix going on there that was quite interesting.
1: Yeah, it was interesting. You were completely surprised by the animation choices that they made. And Mm. can I say something quite strange? I haven't been able to figure this out yet, but there were moments in this film where it almost felt like a live action hybrid to me Mm. do you get what I mean like I felt like I was watching a live action film at times it was a very weird experience for me knowing that I was watching an animated Disney Pixar film it felt very real at at moments,
0: do you think that's the juxtaposition between the two different styles of animation, the 2D and the 3D? So it made the 3D feel yeah. more realistic.
1: Yeah, actually, that could be part of it. And also, sending it in New York and a lot of the action being, you know, real people, mm. which we don't often get in Pixar movies. They're more like
0: cartoonish cartoonish.
1: Yeah. So there were definitely elements of that, but maybe it went into the more real human world that I wasn't prepared for. And I guess Mm -hmm. I just connected so strongly with the film that it felt super real to me at moments. Yeah.
0: Going back to the voice cast, it's a random collection of very talented voice artists, but collectively Mm. for me, it felt out of place. I mean, no disrespect to these people, incredible talents, Tina Fey, Graham Norton, which again was surprising, um, Richard Ayoade and Alice Braga and Rachel House, but together, it was a strange mix for me.
1: Oh, okay. Can you explain that a bit more?
0: I'm confused.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: myself. But maybe it's just because they're so recognisable and you mm. wouldn't think of putting all these people together. I mean, granted, yes, Tina Fey and Jamie Foxx and maybe Rachel House and Richard Ayuadi you might see in a film together. But then you throw in Alice Braga and then you've got Angela Bassett. And then I just collectively, it's not a group that you would see together all that often.
1: Do you think it was the accents? Because you had some Kiwi accents mm. in there, you had British accents, you had different American type accents in there. So maybe it was a bit of a a mixed bag in that sense, perhaps.
0: I think just this whole film was a mixed bag.
1: You know, what's so interesting is that we're both coming from this movie from really different angles, which I'm quite mm. enjoying discussing this with you about for that reason alone.
0: It's just like the old days, isn't it? We never agreed.
1: <laughs> we never agreed. We've actually agreed a lot recently, so this is kind of, oh, I'm rubbing my hands together going, ooh, this is different.
0: Let's get salty.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think we're ready to kind of wrap up our sentiment for the film and and rate it? What do you reckon, Lee?
0: Let's try and get some clarity out of this mixed bag. (laughs) It's a tough subject to tackle for many reasons. The existential Mm. aspects without insulting or identifying with any religions in particular Mm. is very tricky Pixar movies always pack a punch, and this one still has the emotional pull for me. I didn't connect with it as easily as I would have with other Pixar animations, but it still got me emotional in places because of the incredible music and the beautiful animation. I'm going to give Soul three kernels.
1: I was completely disarmed by this movie. I don't know whether it was a particular time in my life watching this film And I was completely opposite to you. I connected very deeply with the story it was trying to tell and the characters that saw the narrative through. The idea that you are not good enough needs to be destroyed immediately. And I think that this film looked at that very deeply Mm. to tell you that you are enough and that you need to look at yourself and life very, very differently through different vantage points and take all in those beautiful small uh, idiosyncrasies that we often just let fly right by us. This film's about second chances and how you decide to live your life and find your joy or spark, as a, a word that was thrown around a lot in this film. And I'm going to go so far as to say that this is one of Pixar's masterpieces about life, death, living, and choices, which are not simple words, although they're short and sharp. They're very loaded themes and i think that this film is one that i'm looking forward to revisiting again and learning something more about what it's trying to say and then about myself as a result so i'm going to give soul four and a half popcorn kernels
0: wow the
1: only reason why i'm not giving it five is because as i think i mentioned at the top of the episode the exposition was incredibly complex and i think that if only i had taken all that in in its full entirety i probably may have taken something else out of this film but you know what when i revisit it again we might see it bump up to five so we'll watch this space
0: well that's made me want to revisit it again on christmas day i might have to
1: (laughs) you can catch soul on disney plus as lee said on christmas day
0: well that's it for a popcorn podcast bonus holiday episode thanks for listening
1: we'll catch you next time we have a website popcornpodcast.com. Go check it out. We've got all our episodes up there for you to listen to.
0: If you'd like to get to know us a little better, there's an about us section and we run giveaways. So keep an eye on the website for more information.